Hey, what's up, everybody? Kenny here. We see baby with the Friends of Flavor podcast. And we're on episode 10. And I'm with the guest that everyone's been waiting for. Hey, guys, this is Roth, also known as The Wife. got her uh, it took some not necessarily teeth pulling but scheduling uh, and when she was in the mood for it so <laughs> <laughs> we have really busy schedules yeah uh, and busy lives and last week we was on vacation so forgive us for that I just had to do this and um, if you look at the Instagram you'll see the makeshift podcast setup that I have going on we're literally in our living room on the couch and I'm just messing with some new gear that I got. Um, but yeah, I'm here with the lovely wife. Um, she's in her pajamas and I just got off of work from the restaurant. Uh, hopefully you guys don't hear Hazel in the back just gnawing away at a bone. Um, so we've been together, what? Um, since 2003. So <laughs> yeah. that's, Eighteen years. Yeah, Roth's been uh, my first and only of everything, pretty much. Uh, everything serious. Um, I think maybe one serious girlfriend before her, but uh, I moved. So and Roth never let me down for that because I kept bringing her up. <laughs> well, <laughs> according to Rachel's episode, you had two other girls before me. I mean, yeah, but... Um, <laughs> or was it Michelle's? I think it was Michelle's episode. Yes. I mean, I did have one, but it wasn't very serious. Um, but totally two, yes. So I'm just going to do the same thing that I always do. Can't look at my questions. You're cheating. Um, Can't see I'm, that far. <laughs> it's true. Um, so I have three questions that I'd ask everybody I'm gonna ask her too so you guys can kind of get to know her I might know some of the answers to these but I just figured I'd ask you anyways just to uh so you can entertain everybody else um and then I have a quote-unquote uh growth section that's what I'm calling it now and then the fun section uh, so of course the first question is always growing up what did you want to be um I don't really know for sure, but I feel like when I was younger, um, believe it or not, I used to want to be a teacher. What? Uh, I placed... How did I not know this? And you, got <laughs> you never your, asked. You got your glasses on. You're like <laughs> super sexy librarian, I always call her. Um, but yeah, so I remember in um, elementary school, that was like one of my favorite things to do was play school with my cousins and I was always the teacher and I always gave them um like fake work and I would grade it like I just loved that part of it I was always the teacher's pet 
Mm. <laughs> and um, I always wanted to help grade papers. I don't know why. I just thought it was fun. Um, but yeah, I I would say teacher if if I had to say one thing. Which which makes a lot of sense because of how you carry yourself one and um, like even now when we get I guess new hires or when we started the restaurant you were the one who did most of the training with the kids because I felt like you were I guess professional but you were also very uh, thorough with what you wanted done but in a nice way not in a like bossy or aggressive way as well yeah so like of course you know most people who know me know that I also do nails and I work in Midtown um, but I've been at a few other salons, but most of my clients that I come across, like if they have an issue with like getting a new phone and not, you know, they don't really know how to work it and all that. They're like, you know, you're really good at this stuff. You ever thought about, you know, teaching how to use phones or teaching how to do nails or like, so I guess I kind of have that instinct in me, but I mean, I've never pursued it obviously, but, um, but that was something that I did really enjoy when I was younger. One thing I can say about you, too, is like when you um, when you want to learn how to do something, you investigate and do your research like very, very well to where once you do do it, it's almost like you're a professional at it. Like all these uh, DIY projects that you do and people are like, oh, my gosh, you're you're Joanna Gaines. You're so good at this. And <laughs> and it's like my first time. Yeah. <laughs> It is. And so I think it's just because you do so much research that you um, you become very knowledgeable about it. So it makes it seem like you're you're a pro at it. Uh, that's cool, though, because like I always dive to what you are now, which I mean, doing nails has nothing to do with being a teacher. Um, you're more of a, a service job right now instead of teaching someone. But I think it, it, it still ties in with being approachable and. Uh, the customer service aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't ever really teach anyone how to do nails, but there have been some coworkers that, you know, would ask me how to do certain things because they feel like um, whenever they watch me do it, it just looks so easy. And, of course, you know, with any trade or work, you have to find your own little niche. And um, But I, I love sharing, like, any tips I have to make your job easier. And I think that, um, you know, once again, it kind of goes back to teaching because you just want them to kind of do it a certain way or you, what you think is the right way. Right. And I think with something like that, everyone has their, once they get to doing it, they have their own way. Yeah, you kind of, yeah, most people, especially when it comes to a trade like that, um, there really isn't a right way to do something. There's, you know, your you know, step one through 10 type thing. Like this is what you need to do to get from A to B. But, um, but when it comes to a craft like that, it's, it, you'll feel it before, you know, when you get there, you'll know it, you know, that you did it right. All right. And so the next question is, uh, what do you do for fun? Like, what do you deem fun to you? Um, so I'm very boring, actually. <laughs> I don't have a lot of hobbies. Um, I have picked up some new hobbies since we've been in our new home, which is 
a lot of um, interior decorating, you know, lots of DIY crafts. I've always been told that left-handed people are very creative. And to be honest, for a long time, I never felt that that was true at all. Because I, besides knowing how to do nails, pretty decent. I suck at the nail art part. I don't do any designs or anything like that that you know most people are into nowadays so I don't draw that well I think I color pretty good but (laughs) other than that I don't really have any um creative skills I don't think um but that's why you got me yeah (laughs) (laughs) but I do enjoy um my I guess my most favorite thing is to just have downtime and watching favorite shows which we do a lot um but it kind of just, it's a way to escape reality for me. And I don't like watching um, reality TV because it's too much of real life drama, but unnecessary drama. Real life fake drama. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much because it's so scripted. Yeah. Um, so I enjoy watching more of like, um, you know, like just TV series, anything comedy, romance, drama, stuff like that. But it's just fictional stuff. So. Roth and um, her sister, and I'm pretty sure most people, too, are getting into the K-drama scene because there's so many uh, added K-dramas to Netflix, so it's kind of almost becoming mainstream now. So what, if you had a recommendation of getting into, like, K-drama, what would be, like, your top three K-dramas that they need to watch? Um... I really suck at remembering the names, actually, but um, I remember the more, the most, I guess the most popular one on Netflix, you know, back then, it's kind of an older one, but it's called, um, I think it's Boys Over Flowers or something. Uh, they have uh, weird names. Yeah, but, I think that was um, it. That one's, you know, a good one, but I do tend to watch a lot of like high school teenage drama. I don't know why, but <laughs> um, they're just funny to me. Um, but I can say there is one really good on Netflix that I personally think is good because it focuses on, um, mental health, uh, which is pretty big nowadays in, um, social media, but it's called, um, it's okay not to be okay or something like that. Um, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of dark. Um, there's a little bit of romance in there, but it's, it's, it's very dark in a way. But it also really opens your eyes about mental health because there's different kinds. Like, usually when you think about mental health, you think about, oh, someone's crazy or, you know, they have schizophrenia, you know, like at actual mental health. But yeah. nowadays, it's, it's more than just that. And um, so that show kind of shows different sides of how people deal with mental health and how they overcome it. That sounds good. It sounds very... Um topical for this, yeah. this day and age especially with you know covid and stuff like that people being locked up and when you, you're stuck in your feelings and got time to think that's when that comes to play big time and it does because like what i really like about the show too is it it does show different types of mental health so there's um the main character he has a brother who's actually older than him but he something happened to him and he kind of did go crazy and so you know to him he saw his brother as a you know 
a handicap or a disability person. Um, but he himself has, you know, mental health issues because he's he has to portray that he's strong and that he's protective, but really he has his own, you know, battles. Um, yeah. yeah. And the main character for the girl, she, she's kind of the same way. You know, she come across as this um, famous children's book author and she's, you know, rich and this and that and you know beautiful but she herself have issues as well and it kind of dives into like each one of their personal lives and how they change and become which is very true because no matter what your um status is everyone goes through some some kind of deal just because you're rich doesn't mean you don't feel a certain way or go through certain things or you know, just because you're poor, it doesn't, and same thing, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't think um, any type of disease yeah. really pick and choose, you know, the rich or the poor. It just depends on how you want to deal with it. Okay. So the next one is one that I asked Michelle was, well, I added a little bit to it. One, how did we meet? And two, what made me the one? <laughs> well... I actually did not finish listening to Michelle's episode yet. Okay. I um, Shame on you. <laughs> I know. Shame on me. Sorry, Michelle. Um, <laughs> I did listen to part of it. Uh, I just got done listening to Rachel. Um, but this podcast stuff is actually new to me. Um, I don't know if Kenny has mentioned to it before. Actually, I think he has because in one of the episodes he said that the reason why he started the podcast is because he knew I would never listen to it. No, that's not the reason why I started it. I started it just because um, it was my way of kind of just, you know, kicking shit with my friends. And Well, I, I guess just, what you say on here, you don't think I'll... Yeah, really. I, well, I've, I've always told uh, Mandy and everybody that um, I'm pretty sure she will never listen to this because uh you you don't listen to podcasts and music is background noise to you so it's kind of like you wouldn't go out of your way to listen to a podcast but um of course her answer was what i listened to lex and terry with you i'm like yeah when i listen to it (laughs) but you don't go out of your way to listen to one uh said podcast but uh, she started listening to mine, so uh, I, I popped her podcast cherry and i'm almost done with all the episodes (laughs) um Hey, that's uh, that's love and support. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> to me, podcasts can be kind of like um, the reality TV of a show. You mm-hmm. know, it's about real people talking about anything and everything. And so, like, music would be, like, the fictional stuff. Like, you listen to it, you know, it sounds good, it makes you feel good. And sometimes it is background noise, but it, it helps you get through your day. Whereas mm-hmm. podcasts is, like... If you're going to listen to it, you have to listen to it in order to understand what is being said. Um, But back to the question. Uh, Your story might be a little bit different from mine, but how I remember it is um, we actually met on a social media platform. Mm -hmm. Um, Not many people would probably know what it's called, but... Asian Avenue. Yes, AsianAvenue.com. I know it sounds very racist, but... Uh, it's not racist <laughs> because everyone had, even now, everyone had their own demographic. So it was like Asian Avenue had, it was a specific, like, uh, it was like before MySpace. It was a social media platform for 
uh, Asian people. And I mean, everyone, I'm pretty sure every yeah, it was there was I mean, there was all own. types of races actually had Asian Avenue, but that's just what the website was yeah. called. Um, it was just kind of cool because you can um, do your own little graphic designs, which yeah. I never it was, knew how to do all that. Yeah, so before MySpace and Facebook, you literally had to do some minor coding, which to me it was like it was cool because I learned some of it, but a lot of it was also let me go copy and paste um, from this person and yeah. just in- insert my own. <laughs> I was guilty of that. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, I was remember I said I'm not creative. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not creative. Up until now, but um, we actually—I I went to school with a girl, and she's actually married to Kenny's best friend now. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time in high school, we were—I would say more like acquaintances than we are friends, because we had classes together. Because we took um, honors classes, and I'm not sure how it is now. But when I was in school, if you went for a certain type of diploma. You pretty much had classes with the same few people in all four years. So we saw each other a lot in class, but we weren't really friends to where I would say we would hang out or call each other or anything like that. But she did ask me if she could have my picture as one of her friends on her page. And I said, sure. And I guess Kenny here (laughs) came across her page and... But you you didn't go by Roth on there. No, because at the time we were we were in high school, um, so this is two thousand and three. We were juniors, I believe. I think so. Um, which was also around the time that I took um, French, and obviously there is no French name for Roth. So if you didn't have a name that would translate, you would just pick one. And so I picked the name Sylvie at the time, <laughs> and. So she had my picture on her page, and and, I, and to me, to this day, I still uh, Sylvie's still a very sexy name, by the way. <laughs> I mean, you can call me that if you want to. <laughs> um, but we don't even call each other by names. Yeah. I really think it's it sounds weird when we do. It definitely is. Yeah, like, even I, now, I can't even like if I say like Roth, like if I look at you dead in your eye and say Roth, I'm just like it's cringy to me. Yeah. I feel the same. I hardly, I don't call him Kenny unless I'm talking about him. <laughs> yeah, it's always like babe or boo or anything know, but anything but that. Um, so he, I guess he came across my picture and thought I was cute and messaged her or something. Because mm-hmm. all I remember is her messaging me. And at the time, um, if you are as old as we are, they had a, um, an AWOL chat called AIM. Yep. And so she um, messaged me and asked me, like, hey, this guy thinks you're cute. Do you mind if I just give him your screen name? Because he thought it was me, but it's not. Hey, what was your screen name? Um, Heaven's Heaven. My Girl. Yep, that was it. <laughs> I was a lovable Asian boy. Yeah. Very terrible. Yes. You know, back to the whole Asian pride thing, you know. <laughs> I mean, we're still very proud to be Asian American, yeah. but we were very tacky back then. Yeah. Um. And so that's how it started. It started with just us chatting. And the crazy part is... um, Shout out to Lonnie. Um, You pretty much made my world. (laughs) By posting my picture. Yeah. I think it was like a webcam picture at that time. It was. It wasn't even... I don't even think it was like the greatest picture either. No. It was Um, very grainy and just pixelated. I think I had like 
half blonde, half black hair, very, very okay, bad so, DIY. Um, what made me the one besides make getting you pregnant? <laughs> Which is probably like the main answer. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I, I do watch a lot of um, K-dramas that, you know, have the whole romance and stuff in it. A lot of it is very cat and mouse. Um, and some of it might be like love at first sight, but they don't own up to it. I don't think it's anything like that because we actually met through a screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we didn't see each other in person until I don't even know how long after, but we met yeah. at a was we the met, park the first time. Yeah, so okay. Cottage Hill Park is where we saw each other for the first time. Which you, I still remember that too because I went to uh, it was Kiki's soccer game, I believe. Yeah, I think I was at. Uh, Twan's house the whole time. Shout out Twan, my best friend for life. Uh, I was super nervous. I think I was like at his house, like cutting my nails, and like I think I, I can't even remember. I think I borrowed his clone. I thought you borrowed Joe stuff. I, I don't know. Because Joe always wore uh, Armani Exchange. That's right. I probably used his clone, but I know I, I think I'm gonna use like this back in the day when like all of us used Axe body spray or something like that, and I used that and. I know I was super nervous at Twan's house, and then when we went, I was like, oh. I mean, I was too because um, I mean I didn't date much. My mom is very strict. Um, you know, most Asian parents, especially if you're a girl, yeah. they don't believe in dating. It's like, oh, you should just you know get married uh, whenever you find the right one. But like, how do you know? Or we'll arrange it for you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, how do you know you're, they're the right ones? Like, yeah. you can't just marry the first person you date, which I did. Pretty you much kind of do, mm-hmm. because um, I would say, you know, I mean, we are each other's first everything uh, as far as experiences go. We went through a lot together in life. Um, but um, I don't know. I mean, I felt like you were very um, patient because I did tell you straight up, like, um, I don't think this is going to go anywhere. My parents are strict. We probably, you know can't meet up much mm-hmm. um once again i'm you know an honor student so i had lots of homework and stuff like that and he was just very patient with me and like he encouraged me to like you know do your homework or do your project you know and then just call me later and so i really appreciated that because i always felt like you know you almost had to be like the cool girl to get boyfriends and stuff, you know, the ones that don't have strict parents that can go out whenever and meet up whenever. And I couldn't do those things. So I never took dating seriously because I knew that most guys probably wouldn't want to stick around for that. I mean, I, I didn't know this then, but it's kind of like I, I know it now. And then it's like, uh, it was just me showing you that I would wait for you. <laughs> <laughs> As always, yeah. corny K- Kenny Lisi. That's me. <laughs> Cheese ball. Um, okay, and we'll, we can move into the uh, the, the uh, growth section. But uh, in between all this, we're, we've been taking uh, shots of soju. So I'm going to pour one up for her, and I'll probably just cut it out here. All right. The growth section. Um I, I feel like I had a, a bunch of things that I wanted to discuss with you and we can definitely do more episodes with you because I feel like even though we're our uh, first and only in a lot of things, we've been together for so long that we've gone through a lot of 
experiences um, as a couple that uh, could be very useful to other couples and very knowledgeable. Um, but that's probably in the future. Um, what I decided to talk to you about today was um, Jomo. So if y'all don't know what Jomo is, um, it's the joy of missing out. So the opposite of that, I'm sure everyone's heard of FOMO, which is the fear of missing out when you, you know, stay at home and your friends are going out and you're like, man, I wish I could be there. And you're, you know, stalking their social, social media, media. <laughs> yeah, and stuff like that. Well, Joe, Joe, Jomo is just like, you're okay with not being there and you're okay with being home. So, um, to me, uh, explain what Jomo is to you. Um, I mean, pretty much what you said. So we actually first heard the term on a Netflix show, and it was um, it was like these three people traveling and doing things, and she, like she would say, like they would go off and do things, and she was like, you know, I I like having jomo and we're like oh what's that you know which we started watching this with mandy and rachel and yes they, they watched the first two so we had to go back and watch that later. and it's called the world's most amazing vacation rentals i yeah. believe we didn't want to watch it because we're like oh we're gonna want to go to all these places yeah so we you know i it's I, a good show though. it is a good show you guys should definitely check it out especially if you love to travel which is something that we are trying to do more of but um she had mentioned a term on there. So it's something that I feel like I've been doing my whole life off and on because I actually tend to um, struggle a little bit with friendships. I have a habit of doing the whole out of sight, out of mind thing when it comes to certain relationships. Um, if I don't see you often, it's not that I don't think about you. It's, you know... You know, just like the phrase, like, when you don't see them, you don't think about them, therefore you don't always check in on them. And I know that's, like, a horrible friend tra trait, but I've had to become a mom at pretty much 18, 19. And so my main focus was mainly just the kids, you know, my husband and work, trying to provide. Which, um, which to me, in my opinion, if, if I can, like, explain, well, I can really explain, but, like, I guess talk to you about it. It's like I, now being the age we are, I've seen different stages of you, and I just wanted to let you know, like how appreciative I was. Well, I am. Um, I may not have shown it or noticed it back then of how much you risked and gave up for me um, while we were dating and while we had our first kid, like. Not not saying you completely abandoned your whole friends and family, but almost, you know, like you gave it all up for me. And I, I really appreciate that. And um, that showed a lot of what you're willing to give up for me. And um, throughout our marriage, I would push, you should go out and hang out with your friends or cousins in this fine, da, da, da. Um, and you did for the most part. And... Um, you started to build these relationships, and uh, I think you learned that friends come and friends go. And um, I think what Jomo so far 
like it was a full circle so you went cutting everybody off bringing people back in and now i think you're kind of in the middle where you're, you're still bringing people in who want to be a part of your life but you're also um embracing being alone yeah and enjoying yourself and that's you know pretty much it so it's kind of like what we're in our mid-30s now so in my teens it's like I was you know being a teen mom pretty much fresh out of high school not something we planned or proud of but um I think we sacrificed a lot to to become the best parents that we could be and so that's kind of like what I did I I didn't have to let go of my friends, but I feel like um, we were on different pages. Mm. Um, you know, I felt like I'm now a provider of not just myself, but another human being. And um, now we got two human beings and two dogs. And two dogs, yeah, who I, are sleeping way better than we are. Yeah, four kids. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I, I tend to cut them out. So then I had to learn how to be content with that, you know, like keep yourself occupied. And that's pretty much where I picked up, um, you know, watching more TV and, and shows like that because you're so lost in it that you're not worried about um, what the next person is doing. Right. Um, and to be honest, um, I was perfectly fine with that until I got a little bit deeper into Facebook because... I did not actually get Facebook until I had our second child, Ellie. I was staying home for a few months because Kenny was in school and it was just easier to stay home longer than try to go back to work with two kids and, you know, Kenny working and going to night school. So I stayed home and then I picked up Facebook and then that's kind of like when, you know, the social media trend really started. Um, but I fall in and out of that. Uh, there's still moments where I do, you know, feel like I'm missing out because I had to give up, you know, life so early. Um, but you know, we chose to, so then you can't sit there and and cry about it now. Um, so I'm learning to juggle both sides. Like if it's something that I really want to participate in, or be a part of, I feel like I should be able yeah. to do it openly and enjoy it without feeling guilty. Um, and I think, I think that's something we're learning too. And what you just said there is very important for um, any person or couple that you, you should never, um, you should never say you don't want to do something, but you really want to do it because then when you're stuck at home, not going out with your friends, you're you're constantly. That's when FOMO kicks in. Yes, because you really want to be there. Yeah, there's a fine line between the JOMO and FOMO. Like, if you're really okay with not participating, then you shouldn't sit there and like stalk someone's social media and just wish you were there instead of enjoying or doing what you are doing at the moment which what I like to do is you know read a book watch my favorite shows uh Kenny and I like to watch a lot of stuff together um well that so what we're talking about now I mean it might tie into a little bit more but my next question was um so what what made you or what triggered you to embrace Jomo more um 
I think the more that you linger on uh, the FOMO feeling, it kind of makes you have like a jealousy trait. Um, I agree. So I think what made me embrace it is the fact that if I say, hey, I don't really want to go to that party, then I should stick to that, right? Um, mm-hmm. Therefore, um, you know, you, you just find things to do that you really do enjoy doing. And if you do it without picking up your phone and checking your social media, then that means that you have pretty much accomplished that you rather spend that time alone or with someone else, you know, whether it's just sitting at home or going to dinner or whatever it is. Um, and also social media do create FOMO for a lot of people because it's a lot of it is just staged. I have, you know, I've told Kenny before cause there, there was a moment where, um, I worked with a group of girls and they love to go out and I kind of wanted to fit in. So I started to go out a little bit more, um, and then when, you know, Kenny's at home with the kids and he sees, you know, pictures or videos on Snapchat or Instagram or wherever it's being posted. And he's like, you know, you look like you're having so much fun. How come you're not like that with me? And I told him, I was like, you know, a lot of it is just posed for that particular picture or that particular video. And half the time, as soon as you do that pose, everyone's just either standing there looking at their phone or they're just standing there period like they're not really living it up or partying like they say they are and that that goes back to the whole jealousy trait for me which i'm i'm realizing that i had a lot of and i'm not super proud of it but i'm also aware of you know that trait that i have um and it sucks to be that way like um to see you go out and you be, I guess, quote unquote, jealous of, you know, you get to have fun. I'm stuck at home, you know, type deal. And what it, social media definitely heightened that a lot um, and made it worse uh, because you would see all these things and you'd be like, well, fuck, like you're having a good time. I'm stuck at home. And so being the husband or boyfriend, you're just sitting there checking social media 24-7 just to see, oh, what are you doing now? What are you doing now? You know, and to me, I eventually learned that, like you said, once I say that I'm okay with you going, I really have to be okay with you going. Yeah, there's no, like, read between the lines. Exactly. It doesn't work that way. It can't work that way once you, you know, are no longer just little teenage couple right and that's another discussion that i would definitely like to dive into you dive into with you later um because i'm pretty sure we can carry on forever about uh stuff that we've been through with relationship advice and stuff like that uh but um i have to move it along so joma why to you (laughs) um why is it something important for someone to learn um peace of mind which is what a lot of people struggle with um once again social media like it makes you um you know want someone else's life or you know 
want to do what other people's doing. So it's important to embrace time with yourself because you have to be okay with yourself in order to fully be happy, I feel like. Um, not even To me, not even to be happy, but like to grow. Yeah, to grow, but also be happy in general. Not Not happy as in like, oh my gosh, I have to love myself to be happy. It's more like just the feeling of being happy, period. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, I mean, the joy of missing out, that's what it means, right? So you need to be happy about it. And um, if you have any type of jealousy or... um, I can't even think the word I'm... But to me, it's like um, you have to be, you have to learn how to be one at peace and to like be okay with just sitting at home and soaking it in and just like being by yourself or learning that it's okay to just chill at home. You know, like some people, I, I kind of feel bad because they don't know how that's like. So they're like, they're, they're so used to going, going, going or going out or hanging out with so-and-so. So what happens when you don't get invited to someone's party? What happens when you, you know, a trip only, a trip can only have like so many people and you're not in that certain amount of people, then you're going to feel butthurt left or left out. But when you learn Jomo, it's like, you don't have to like, okay, I understand that. And I'm cool. Like sometimes you just need to be at home and reset yourself and, um, just learn to be by yourself because if you don't learn be, to be by yourself, then your that jealousy trait will kick in to where you will get jealous of, um, so-and-so going out with another person instead of you or, you know, something like that. Like, you know, I didn't get invited to this dinner when I thought we were good friends or something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of goes back to, um, we're like people sharing mutual friends, right? So you might be really good friends with this one person and, but that person has, you know, multiple other friends that they like to hang out with, but you aren't really friends with those other people. And so, you know, at first it does hurt your feelings because you're like, that's my friend, you know, I want to hang out with them. Um, But at the same time, you have to understand that, you know, they have other friends too. And you have to be okay with that. So it's, it's the same thing with events, you know, like if I am invited to something um, cool, you know, I feel special, you know, if I can go, I'll go. But if I can't, or if I don't want to, I don't, should have to feel obligated to. Um, but I also feel like sometimes people either invite you just because, you know, they feel like they have to. Yeah. And then sometimes people stop inviting you because they invite you all the time and you never go. And so then you feel like, Oh, why don't I ever get invited? Well, that's because you never go. So I I think I'm learning that too. Um, with like, um, like your sister and their friends and my brother, my younger brother and his friends, like I'll meet these certain group of people from them. And like, I feel like I'm friends with them, but 
you know, I used to feel like, oh, well, um, my brother's not inviting me to his house to hang out with his group of friends. Well, that's not my group of friends. And so I'm, I'm learning that as well. Like just because I met them through my brother doesn't mean that, you know, I'm buddy, buddy with them. They met him before me. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm cool with that. Like I'm learning that, you know, just because I met them at a party doesn't mean that, you know, you guys are best friends. Um, we're best friends, yeah. Yeah, and that's another thing too. Like, um, believe it or not, I'm actually, or was, shy. I feel like. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, mean, you I, still kind of are. Yeah, I feel like that too. I feel like both of us are kind of, kind of, um, not super introverted, but we are kind of more of on the awkward, shy side as far as uh, making friends and being talkative goes. Um, I feel like my line of work definitely helps with that. Um, you know, learning to make conversation with strangers because I literally have to do that every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice to see familiar faces and you don't have to try so hard, but every now and then you'll get, you know, a customer that you've never met and you have to, you know, make them feel welcome and pretty much learn to get to know them. Yeah. Um, but before that, um, I say um a lot. <laughs> I learned that too. It's it's a speech thing. It's a it's a nervous, uh, I guess tick or whatever. But you learn you learn to get over it. And so. then um, there we go again. Yeah. <laughs> but whenever I was younger and in school, you know, I hated to do class presentations. You know, present a project. I would read like a thousand miles an hour just to go up there mm-hmm. and like finish my paper and I could feel which sucked because right so you, you <laughs> did all these classes um and they were timed right mm-hmm. so like you would take some speech class like oh your speech has to be like five minutes or I two actually minutes. never took speech real I took speech and I hated it but um the teacher was very attractive so uh, I didn't mind it sometimes I guess he's attracted to sexy teacher that's you <laughs> Except I'm not officially a teacher. I just yeah. look like one. All right. That's role playing. It's important in marriage. <laughs> um, all right. And so I guess that wraps the growth section for now. I feel like we have a lot that we can go on um, in future episodes, uh, but we will have to move along to the fun section. Um, yeah. Pause for a shot. You guys are more than welcome to take one, too. Yeah. And I feel like it. if he and I do more episodes together... Maybe you guys can give us questions. Yeah, no, that would be great. That you um, would like to hear or how we, um, especially like newlyweds. Cause so you I sure feel, you never listen to podcasts? Because like, that's yeah. like the thing. Like you try to get your crowd uh, to be interactive with your crowd. So I guess whenever you guys know we're going to do an episode together, we'll post it and you guys can ask us questions. Well, I feel like, um, so it's really weird, but... We're, what, 35, turning 36, but we have actually been bonding more with younger people mm-hmm. that have an older soul, but age-wise, they're um, a few years younger than us. Yeah, and to me, um, like, I, I've had this conversation with uh, a few of those episodes, and, 
like with uh christian and stuff like that and um i meet people who are older than me i meet people who are younger than me that i'm just drawn to because of their um their one their aura their motivation their mindset like a, a guy that i'm trying to get into a podcast in the future is someone that i met through your sister um and her group of friends is uh charlie not charlie um chris i'm sorry chris um <laughs> but i'm gonna get him on a podcast one day too and he's already he's he's down with it uh, yeah he's uh he's a great kid yeah. he's very um go-getter yep and um, you don't see that a lot nowadays yeah definitely especially with uh some of the younger generation yep. but um yeah so we'll move to the fun section so um i asked rachel this question and with you said that we're trying to do more traveling and we have done for a good part so mm -hmm. to me like i want to know what's been your favorite vacation so far like i guess spot i feel like the most recent one might be it Colorado um yeah I I really did enjoy Colorado because it was very new to me um born and raised in <laughs> Mobile Alabama never seen that much snow I have in her never life seen snow um ever I was I lived in Arkansas so I've seen snow but to see her in Colorado <laughs> and just be like a kid in the yeah. playground I was with yeah. snow <laughs> I literally acted like a five-year-old everywhere I went. Um, I could not keep my hands off of the snow. I just, like, it's so fluffy. I just want to touch it. Um, she wanted to make, like, a snow angel in every single pile of snow she yeah, saw. I was which, like, babe, we got to go. go keep going. I had to, I mean, I had to do all the snow stuff. I made a snow angel. Um, I... You made snowman. I made an actual snowman, which we actually made a snowwoman. Yeah. Um, she was very cute. Her name was Helga. Um, she's actually pictured on my Instagram. Um, we did the whole hot tub, you know, in the backyard with snow surrounding us. We went hiking in the snow. I learned to ski. Um, not that well, great did, at it. She, but, hey, you did better skiing than I did But I did come back, um a lot better than I went so I didn't fall but two times the whole trip so I thought that was a plus um we did snow tubing super fun um but if I had to say my favorite vacation um there have been a few places that I went without Kenny <gasps> what <laughs> I've been to um New York, that was my first time ever away from the house without the kids and the husband. Went with a group of girls. Um, that oh, trip, is that your favorite? It's not my favorite. I need um, your favorite. I can't think. Like, I like to be, um, I'm a sun girl, so I like to be at the beach. So, I mean, I guess Destin is definitely our favorite place yeah. for sure. I think my favorite um, so far, but I wish we had more time for real. What's it was Hawaii. Yeah, I mean... Um, only because... I think Destin's kind of second because we love it there and it's short distance, but Hawaii was just like... Um, it was breathtaking. It was very... Like, every picture you could take, you wouldn't need a filter because it was that gorgeous. Yeah, and actually it didn't do any justice no matter yeah. how... Yeah. No matter how pretty you think it looks in a picture, it's 
10 times better in person. Um, but yeah, so if I, I mean, favorite vacation that we've been on so far, yes, I would say Hawaii. Um, my second would probably be Colorado just because it was so new to me. Yeah. Um, but believe it or not, we actually have not done that many different trips. Exactly, which we, we're working on. Yes. We're totally going to do. The kids are older. Um, we feel... Yeah, that's the perk of having kids so young. Yeah. You know what? Joke's on you guys. Once we get 40s, our kids are done growing. <laughs> and we do plan to see the world a little bit more. We've only been... I mean, we've taken the kids to Disney... We do Dustin quite often, but Hawaii was was a very cool experience overall. Food, places to visit, things to do. We did a lot of fun things. All right. So next question. Um, what what are some of your pet peeves about me? You sure may tell it on the air? Yeah. Maybe, maybe like one or two. <laughs> yeah, I list all of them. I'm not sure there's a long list. To be honest, there's a few little things, but they don't come to mind until... It happens. It happens, yeah. which I did hear about your um, pet peeve of that I do. The napkin thing? Yeah. It drives me crazy. I know, but I don't really think it's disgusting. Yeah, because you're not the one. I do touch it all the time. I do it at the restaurant too. Okay, well, I don't put it in there. So, well, well, do you do you think it's gross when you do it at the restaurant? No. Well, that's just me. I actually use it to scrape the food out before I put it in the the sink because I can't stand a plate full of food in dish soap water, and it's like I don't know. Okay, so that's me. Yeah. Well, uh, mine. I don't know. There's ha! I'm perfect in your face, guys. <laughs> he is not. <laughs> um, the most recent one I could say is leaving hair uh, um, in the sink or but, around. But that's new the to sink. me, though. So, like, my hair has been long for what? How long? Like a year, maybe two. Over a year now. Yeah. And so when he, you know, with long hair, you tend to shed. And, uh, I mean, I shed too, but I try to ball mine up and throw it away. But um, the only place that we're what guilty of is maybe the shower. But we yeah. we usually keep it in a spot and just toss it out. We make the uh, starry night scene on our, <laughs> our bathroom wall. Yeah, but that's that's probably been one of my I mean, most you can't, recent ones. You can't you can't get mad at me too much for that because uh, uh, I can when you stick the comb next to my toothbrush. Well, I tried to keep it next to the razor. Um, that's why I tried not no, to No, it, it. I found it in the toothbrush holder one time. Wow. And I'm like, are you kidding me? A comb full of hair well, next to my that. toothbrush. I'll buy you a new toothbrush. <laughs> um, all right. So that's, that's, that's the one? Just hair everywhere? I mean, okay. it wouldn't be all the right. one, but it's one of the ones that I can think of recently. You know what um, one of mine is for you? What? Besides the napkin thing, um, here recently, the only reason why it, it just happens kind of frequent is like when you interrupt me about a story that you weren't even there for, like like buying the Jeep, like negotiating the Jeep, like you weren't even there, but you were telling the story to people like you were actually there. 
because I, like, I was I was there and I can't tell the story because you're trying to you tell talk the story. Too slow. What? It's like, come on, just get it out, dude. I mean, you've told me enough details. I feel like I was there. Man. And I okay. can uh, tell it better. Oh, all right. You're just LeVar Burton of Reading Rainbow, and you can just <laughs> tell these stories really well. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right, so last question. Uh, it's almost an hour on this one. Um, I think this is an important one, and we'll probably – dive into this more but um if you had to give advice to younger couples for the long run what's like your number one advice like something that younger couples should really do or work on to really make it work well believe it or not i get um asked that a lot at work especially when i meet um a younger girl or anyone around my age or maybe a little bit younger that um knows how long I've been in a relationship and they're like wow like what's your secret that's always you know the one question I get asked and I would say communication it's very important to 100 percent um to talk things out and to be honest with each other um, believe it or not, I did not like to talk things out. Um, Kenny would always have to drag things out of me because I, I would get upset and then get over it and then move on like it never happened. But we've never talked about it, so he still doesn't understand like why I was upset or. Which is funny because I'm now I'm learning a little bit to let things go, but if it's not a huge ordeal. If it's just like almost like a nothing fight, like I'm okay with letting it go. But when it's something big, like I have to work it out and I have to, I need closure. Um, one thing that I, I, I listen to um, Terry from Lex and Terry a lot, which I'm a big Lex and Terry fan. But one of the things that um, Terry does with his wife, which I feel like they have a great relationship, um, is that he says that they try not to go to sleep mad at each other. And that's something I tried to do with you as well. And I think that is part of communication. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to think in 18 years, we've had a lot of sleepless nights because we would get into a disagreement about something right before bed. And then, of course, you can't sleep. Well, the old me could roll over and go to sleep because I like space. I like to have time to think about it um, and kind of let things calm down. And mainly because I don't like to say anything that I can't take back or I might regret. And believe it or not, you know, words do hurt and they stick just as much as any physical scar. Um, And I, you know, it's just something that I try to be aware of. I don't want to say anything that I can't take back. And sometimes when we're angry, we tend to say things because we feel like it would hurt the other person. But it's not something that we necessarily mean. Yeah, like we mean it in a way. I mean, for you to think it, you kind of have to mean it. But you don't mean it enough to where you want them to I think um, with be that, hurt over it. Yeah, I think with that, it's just like 
um, you say it not to hurt someone, but you say it for them to think about it, like to think of how they are, just to think of their actions, not necessarily like make them feel bad about themselves. Uh, yeah, and like you said, communication to me, that's that's pretty much exactly what I would I would tell any new couple too, and I think that's perfect. Like great minds think alike. Um, <laughs> So, Actually, I think he just rubs up off on me. Uh, vice versa. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think as a couple that's been together for so long, I think communication is always key um, for younger couples. Um, we're learning. We're, I mean, shit, we're still learning a lot of communication and how to be open and honest about things. And I think one of the bigger things that we're both learning is um functions and parties like if you have an outing or something with uh your work friends or your cousins or something like that i'm if i don't want to go i'll just tell you straight up like you know i don't feel like going i'm tired or i need to get something done with you know my other projects or something like that and just go by yourself have fun da da da, and you're cool with that but like you know in the past i would just go like well, yeah, I can go, but I would just sit there and just mope or be whatever. And I try not to be like that anymore. And so, like, if I if I actually, cousins, if you listen to this, if I actually go to one of your functions, I'm there because I actually want to be there. Um, I'm just socially awkward. So uh, bear with me. But, yeah. Well, I guess that's it then um, for this episode. Uh, this is Roth's first, but definitely not last episode. I feel like we can definitely do more, uh, especially with relationship and marriage advice. Um, and when we plan to do one, I will, uh, post on the Instagram page, um, to ask us a question and we will probably answer it on that episode. So, uh, if you don't already go follow the friends of flavor uh instagram page and i think it's just friends of flavor um and thanks for doing this i really appreciate you supporting me and doing my uh passion projects i guess (laughs) it's been fun actually um it's kind of weird because i don't really like um listening to myself talk Oh, she's going to hate it when she, when you're going to hate it when you go listen to yourself, trust me. I hate yeah. when I hear myself sometimes. It's going to be cringy. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, peace. <laughs>